All right. Uh. Oh, it just popped up. Oh, baby. In a world of divisiveness, we bring you diversity. In a world of hate, we bring you love. In a world of fear, we inspire you to live. And now, laughing, loving, and alive with your hosts, Rain Thomas, Elmer J. Howard, and Dr. Kevin. Hello, hello. I am Dr. Kevin. Hello, hello. I am Sydney Portier. Hello, hello. I'm Barbara. <laughs> So, how many feet does it take you to measure a backyard? Uh, to measure a what? How many, how many feet does it take you to measure a backyard? Two. Three, because three feet equal a yard. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Wah. Is that we a dad joke? <laughs> we had our daily joke. Is that what we're calling that? <laughs> hey. Hey, you know what? Do something better. If you ain't got nothing better. There yeah. once was a man from Nantucket. <laughs> <laughs> That's the oldest one in the book, right? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, we're not going to talk about tucking. Though I did put out a great meme on my Facebook from RuPaul today talking about tucking. Um, I just love RuPaul. Yeah. Everything about everything about that I think is fun and innovative. It is. It is. It is. And, and you know, and he's done so much good for the drag community, for the gay community, for the trans community. And he's out there, and you know, and and you know, and he and when he fills these theaters and he does this stuff, and he'll, you know, and he will constantly say, "It's all about love." Right. Can I hear it now? Can I hear it now? I would love to get RuPaul on the show. I I don't know how to make that happen, but since you, Rain Thomas, knows everybody in the world who knows somebody in the world who may know nobody who knows somebody, make it happen. <laughs> okay, so um, make it is it okay yeah i'll work on that for sure <laughs> i actually know a couple of people who do know rupaul but i there's a different circle because they chose me to be on the project runway but then corona happened that corona she's always stealing the spotlight i know it so we'll see what we'll do i'll, I'll uh put my feelers out again yeah. We gotta take away her lime and give her a lemon. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh. This is universal. Patrice is probably back there like, I stayed out of bed for this. Who are these people? Well, and thank goodness this time is someone that you recommended. Yes, yeah. Well, Patrice, I, well, that's actually, a, you know, Patrice had actually reached out to me and said that she had a new song and, and I was so excited and so thrilled and so honored and, we're going to bring her in, but we, let's do our check-in. Yeah, do, let's do our temperature well, check first, first. Before we get into that, uh, Dr. Kevin, you, uh -huh. do have one, you do have one fan. 
Uh, Anita, uh, I don't know if I'm Burgos. pronouncing this right. Yep, she said it was your joke was pretty good. Ha ha. <laughs> oh, then that our friendship, our, our forty-five year friendship has to go. If she oh, you, it's one of your friends. Was pretty good. <laughs> yes, my high school buddy, actually. There you go. Well, see, it's been forty-five years for you, but it's only been twenty-five for her. Thank you. I, yeah. yeah, again, she thinks your humor is good. I'm going to be sick. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dr. No, Kevin. No, how, no, not again. Not how again. Is, it's been well too long. No more sick. So, so it seems like we just talked yesterday. So how was your two weeks, I guess, now? Who are you talking to? Ray. I said oh, Dr. Kevin. You? Oh, did you? I said you? Dr. Oh, Kevin. Okay. I'm Sydney Poitier. I got lost. <laughs> Well, I'm Barbara. Um, we did this, I guess. Maybe, how am I two weeks? Uh, well, I'm in a little bit of a creative flow, flow, fla-di-da these days in my spare time. I, I'm, I've written a few new poems and a couple of new songs and just kind of trugging along in between doing all of the stuff. Thrilled, thrilled, thrilled with the election results. I know Rain doesn't do politics, but I'm still going to say it. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, I don't do politics and religion. That's a slippery slope. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they both they both lead you to hell. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Sooner or later. But I, I am I am I am very happy, though I am gonna put this out there. Now is not the time for all of these impassioned people to say my job is over. All I want to say very quickly, and then I will find out how your week was, Miss Rain, and then you can ask Elmer if he wants to talk about his last two weeks, if we can get him to talk. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, but, but is, I keep saying on my show, my other show, the Dr. Kevin show, I keep on doing it everywhere and anywhere I can. I just want everybody out there to know we can actually make a difference. And the only way we're gonna make a difference is through the state level and the Anti-American Anti-Corruption Act, which we can change everything at the state level so that Washington actually works because it is a shit show. Yes, it care. is. It is a, that's a non-political, it's not about either the, uh, either party. It is a shit show. They are the leeches that feed off the American people and we put a lot of money in so they can abuse us. And I'm just, I just want to break up from this S&M relationship. I don't, I don't want it anymore. I'm tired of being in bondage. Okay. And I'm tired of it being all take and no give. And we can change this through the American Anti-Corruption Act. We can change it at the state level, which, which, which Congress cannot stop us from doing it. Dipwads and White Houses can't stop us from doing it. We have the power to make the change, but we have to stay energized and understand the changes we need to make. That's all I'm gonna say, but I would be remiss if I didn't say that this wasn't a large part of my last two weeks, along with, I am considering very strongly to uh, launch in 2021 a uh, Web of Light Expo speaker series where I bring in five top speakers once every other month, sell tickets, people come in from Zoom and get to listen to some of the best speakers 
more new age metaphysical, but I'll take inspiration. I'll take anything that I feel is going to move the heart, the spirit and the soul of this country forward. So um, I wanna take my years of connections and stuff like that and make sure we're putting out a lot of love into the world. So those are the things are I'm working Are you pitching me? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if, that, if, if speaking on an hour, speaking for an hour about uh, whatever topic you would have to submit. I would have to see what the topic is to see if it fit in, but I, I would certainly be open to pitch you. Yay, shameless begging happens again. I learned from the best, you. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. And I have. Thank God most of the time it wasn't caught and it was before social media, so there's no record of it. Uh, yeah, well then there's that. I'm, I'm not gonna go down that one with you. I'll let you have that one on your own. Uh-huh, okay, well, you know, that's all right. I'm used to being on my own. Um, Miss Rain, how have you been for the last two weeks? Tell me how have you, how have you it, baked it and turned it over in a frying pan. I I don't even remember the last two weeks. I just I know I, 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 I feel like we just talked yesterday. Right. I feel like I just saw you guys yesterday. I don't remember the last two weeks. I don't remember what happened, but I can say that um I did that breast cancer, my annual breast cancer fundraiser on Facebook. It did amazing. And thanks to all the donors, I've sent out tons and tons of boxes to um anonymous people, people that don't know me, they don't know the donors, but I put the donor's name and address inside the box. So they have no idea that these are coming to them, but um, all of them, I, I believe are like either stage three or four. So it's what I call a box of hope or a, a box of cheer and inspiration and got those all off at the post office yesterday. I had to take like this this cart with me to put them all in and get them there. And I had a big bag on my shoulder and, you know, it's filling. So everybody who donated and everybody who always donates, thank you so much. That That is definitely the highlight of my last four weeks for sure. So I have a question for you. Um, so you do this every year. Uh, this is an annual thing. The Financial fundraiser, yes, but I collect monies because people will send in-kind donations, checks, um, what are gift cards or whatever all year round because we all know that cancer and breast cancer isn't just October. So I do it all year round. I send out stuff year round, but October is when I actively ask for people to donate anywhere from a quarter up to help, you know, with uh, just buying whatever it is that some um, survivors need or their family say they need or the ones they left behind, we send toys and gifts to their husbands and children so that they are remembered during the holidays uh, in the hospitals, hats, gloves, scarves, uh, mammogram, copays, you name it. Okay. Um, so here is my other question, and then we can move on to Mr. Elmer so that we can also bring Patrice on. We would like to be reunited with her. Um, <laughs> the uh, is um, so 
if I were to put together a box and send it to you, because I think you said once upon a time there was something about that sometimes there's like a, an issue with cold or stuff like this. If I did a box of like handcrafted um, like Afghans and lap blankets that I've made for you to give out, would that, would that work? And stitched by Dr. Kevin with all sorts yes. of love and healing energy in them. Yes. And you know what? And if you told me, I could tell you where to mail them. I mean, people mail them to me and then I mail them to, you know, hospitals, uh, oncology units. Just sometimes people say, my friend has cancer. Is there any way you can send her a hat? One year we had a young lady who couldn't afford a hat because cancer is expensive. And I called uh, 10 friends in 10 different states and two different countries and had them each send her a hat and a scarf from where they live anonymously okay so that's what's been up for you so yeah so much for your amnesia i can't remember what i've done in the last two weeks how's your amnesia there uh you see your doctor pump up the love well i'm surprised you know actually i'm glad you mentioned that because i want to do a couple of shameless promotions for people one terry loftus on facebook said hello everyone so i want to make sure we say hello to her hello and terry and pump up the love. Yes, this is from a company called That's so That Sounds Gay. Um, they sent, uh, worked with me. They wanted me to promote some of their products, and and they have great, really great shirts. I have another one, but I didn't bring it up here. Um, but I'll put the link in the um, in the comments uh, of this show on Facebook. If anybody wants to go check them out, they're really cool. Um, a really good organization. I and want I, to. I, I want a I shirt. Love the, I love the shirts. Yeah, they're really really nice shirts. Um, other than that. Um, actually, um, why we're doing this, my editor, um, it was just texting me because I'm trying, yeah, and a cat. <laughs> um, so, uh, overnight, it looks like I'll get my cut, um, hopefully the next the final, if not the final cut of the film, um, sometime overnight. So when I wake up tomorrow morning, um, I'll have a cut, the next cut of the film and we're, you know, the finish lines and in view finally uh, it's taken a lot longer than i had hoped um, is this actually exciting enough that you would actually get up tomorrow morning or do you mean tomorrow afternoon <laughs> well actually <laughs> yeah the this this week this week i'm actually uh um pretty booked um, i'm taking part of the afm the american film market so i have uh, i'm booked from 11 a.m to 11 p.m every day and actually i'm getting up early for an 11 year old who wants to play video games with me at nine in the morning I told him I would get up for him so he could play video games. He's back in Phoenix. Um, so it's going to be a long week for me. Um, but no, I wouldn't get up extra early when I am, you know, I have to figure out when am I going to watch this when I'm like in seminar all day, you know, from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. But anyway. Um, That's right. Just send it to Rain and I'll. We'll watch it for you. <laughs> and we'll let you know how it was. Right. <laughs> I'll have to watch it for you on Thursday. I am swamped this week. As what do you have going on? Um, well, you know, besides like working and holding everything down, we scored a Facebook commercial. For for which 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 one of your I main? I can't tell or... you the product yet. Oh, because, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's exciting. It should be shooting, I believe, next weekend. So um, and you're gonna you're gonna post it on our laughing, loving, and alive, right? So people can see it or a link yeah. it somehow. To, okay. Yeah. Once, once they tell me what, you know, that I can release what it is and how it's done, we'll certainly, but it's inspiring and it's fun. And 
it's it's going to be a good time. Okay, so Miss Rain, I know that I connected the two of you up, but you were the one that made the 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 connection that made the actual uh, tonight happen. Would you like to introduce tonight's guest for us? The only thing I can say about this young woman, I loved chatting with her as I do all the guests that, you know, I go on to vet. And she, you know, as a vocalist and a musician, that's that runs deep with me. And she's not just a vocalist and a musician. She's actually a very genuine and wonderful person. She was easy to talk to, like someone I had known for years. And, you know, and I'm sure she gets tired of those reunited jokes and shake your groove thing, but I couldn't help myself. And then I listened to her new tracks, which were incredibly fun and uplifting. And I loved it. Um, Patrice Hawthorne, you, you know what? I don't have any questions for her. That's not true. I have like thousands, but um, you know, Spring Ron, she's she is she's one sassy, very put together artist. Ladies and gentlemen, Patrice Hawthorne. Yeah, crowd goes wild. Hello. <laughs> Hey, Miss Sassy. Welcome to Laughing, Loving, and Alive. Thank you. Thanks for the introduction. <laughs> awesome. We'll try to avoid making too many joke references to all of those lovely songs that we all have enjoyed so much. I understand. It's okay. It is <laughs> quite okay. So you are, you have just come out with a new, uh, album see well not album anymore i'm showing my age uh, <laughs> what's an album <laughs> yeah yeah just remember when you were playing them in your childhood you had to go like this on the thing to get it going so patricia those are called a betrothal <laughs> um so tell us about i want to hear all about first of all this these new songs that you're bringing out, I want to know: Did you uh, these? Did you write them? What? Where can we find them? Okay. Just, just, just enlighten us. I'm, I'm so excited to hear about this. Well, I have mainly two songs out now. The first one was "Darling Forever," which is a remake of the 1960s tune uh, by the Marvelettes. Uh, their song was "Forever." and um, had an awesome time recording that and just put it out there and it was received very well um, all across the globe in Canada and London especially. And then I decided that I needed a dance tune. So I had written We Got Love several years ago and I decided to redo it, you know, to go back into the studio and kind of do it over again. And that's what you got. I just put it out and yeah, and that's being received well as also. So, so you wrote, We Got Love. And yeah. this is that. So when did the original cover for it come out? Do you know? The, when did I write, We Got Love? Yeah. Um, I think it was around 2016, to be honest. Yeah. 
Oh, so it's so it is so it's, it's still really new. 2016 was the first time that I wrote it, but then just um, uh, maybe eight months ago, I decided to go back into the studio and to re-record it. Oh, okay, so, okay. Yeah. Nope. Added nope. a choir and all that other good stuff. A little mini choir. Some <laughs> of my friends, you know. So. The shameless begging time for me. I can feel it. <laughs> well, go ahead, Miss Rain. Yeah, you, you know, Rain. She already knows. Singer. I told her she ever needs me to come and back up oh. in the studio. She already knows. Aww. <laughs> I'll definitely keep that in mind. But also, um, just want to let you know, I am Peaches number four. I am, yes, Peaches number four. I worked with Herb from 1990 to 2002. So just wanted to, I think somebody, I think you said Peaches, former Peaches, number four. <laughs> Once a Peaches, always a Peaches. You know, exactly. I think it's about at Peaches number nine or something like that. You're kidding. No, no, Peaches nine, I believe. Yeah, he's still, you know, still performing, you know, when there mm -hmm. is um, opportunity, you know, for Peaches and Herb to perform, so, yep. Okay, so which of the, so which of the, of the songs between 1990 and 2002, um, uh, was were there were there any new Peaches and Herb songs during that time period, or were you just recreating the ones that were out there before? Yeah, we were doing a lot of performing the, um, you know, the tunes like Reunited, Shake a Groove thing, I Pledge My Love, but we actually did do some recording in California between that time of some original tunes, but um, they were never released. I still have them in my bedroom somewhere, but you know, I might um, let everybody hear one of the tunes that we did, but it was just never released to the public. So, yeah. Now, do you have the do you have the permission now that you can release any of those? Um, I know who to speak to, and I don't think that they would be opposed to it. So, yeah, I'll probably be looking into that soon. Yeah. Absolutely. So now the some of these songs that you did, did you guys recorded that you never put out. Um, were you um, how many of those uh, did you either write or co write. Actually, none of them when I um, hooked up with Herb, he was um, he had Freddie Chris and Freddie Perrin, who actually produced Reunited and Shake Your Groove thing, he um, was working with him at the time. So Chris and Freddie Perrin actually produced and wrote all of the songs. So I just went along for the ride and arrived in California to do, to do the recording for those tunes. Yeah. So what? So was, all you did was shake your groove thing, exactly. literally and figuratively. Exactly. Oh, uh oh. Go ahead and call her. Uh oh, -uh, don't don't play, don't play. There'll be another set of peaches. Uh, <laughs> that'll be beautiful. 
That's uh -huh. really beautiful. You enjoy yourself. The band, the band and working with all the guys were just, it was really awesome. Very easy group, fun, very cool guys. So. Now, um, and again, at any time, Elmer and Rain may ask questions. I, there's just this habit where I tend to like start out strong until they shut me up. <laughs> um, so what was your solo career like before Peaches and Herb? Um, I've been singing forever, of course. Um, just doing a lot of wedding gigs, bar by mitzvahs, corporate parties, a lot of um, performing uh, with wedding bands, whether it was my own band or whether I was subbing and um, some recording studio stuff, uh, recording jingles. So that's what I was doing for, yeah, a very long time. So how did you land, how did you land uh, Peach number four with, you know, uh, I was doing a talent show. It was a Coors Light competition in Philadelphia, and I made it to through the semifinals to go to the finals in Washington, D.C. And someone at the time told me that they heard that Herb was looking for a new Peaches. And um, I got a call somehow, and they said that Herb was actually going to come to the competition to check me out. And I didn't really think that he was going to come because a lot of times people say they're going to come and they don't come, but he did. And after I finished singing, I won the final competition and he came over to me and said, you're the new peach. And that was it. So did he ask you if you wanted to be or did he just tell you you were going to be? Well, basically, I mean, he asked, you know, but it was just like, you know, hey, you know, I like what I hear, you know, you were great and whatever else. I mean, it was so long ago, 1990, but basically he offered me the job and I was like, yeah, absolutely, sure. Yeah, who'd not take, who'd, who'd not take that gig, right? Yeah, it was, it was awesome, awesome time. So you talked about that you had written the song, um, We've Got Your Love, which you just released. Um, when did you start songwriting? Have you always songwritten um, or is it something you added along the way? Yeah, no, at a very early age, I was just playing around with songs, you know, um, maybe not necessarily completing them, little pieces of songs here and there forever. And then as I got older, it just developed into um, completing the song and then going into the studio and recording the song. So yes, I've been doing it for quite some time. And the We Got the Love or whatever you said, it's called We Got Love. We Got that Love. <laughs> I wrote it down. I said it right, I think. We Got I, Love. You said We Got the Love or something. It was cute. I like the title. Oh. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, and that was just a lot of fun to perform and to record that. Um, especially doing the video that we did, you know, with family and friends, so. Mm -hmm. Now, where is that, where are your two songs, uh, where are those available? Are they available on iTunes? Where do people find them? Yes, all the music platforms, um, iTunes, Spotify, um, Music Google, Store, Amazon. So. iHeartRadio. 
Exactly. They're everywhere that can be downloaded and I'm, I'm look I'm looking you up online right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have them already. I got them when I talked to her on the phone oh, a couple of weeks ago. Well, or months you. or however long it was. Thank you. <laughs> So, Patrice, so, I have a question for you because Dr. Kevin actually asked the question that I was going to ask. Um, I know with, with your, I, I love it though. Know with, you know, I've followed your career and, you know, just to see where you are and, you know, what you've been doing because, you know, it's a, it's a big circle and a, a small circle of musicianship. But in the last, let's say from the time that you stopped performing, as Peaches number four, what happened after that? But where'd your journey take you? I started doing more acting um, jobs and a lot more wedding gigs in Bar by Misfits. Some of the things that I was doing before that um, began to pick up even more. Um, and just exploring other, other opportunities, voiceover work, things like that, so. I just kept busy with that, doing more um, songwriting and uh, the radio stage or the radio show that I started that I host now, um, Rhythm and Rhyme, where music meets poetry. So just having fun doing a lot of different things. Ooh, I Tell us more about that. I know Dr. is going to add. What, where, where music meets poetry? Yeah, of course. Oh, I want to know what you're doing going on? Yeah, well, um, it's a radio show, um, T-O-K-O-B-L Radio. Um, I am on every fourth Friday, and I have poets that send me their, <laughs> that send me their one-minute poem to, they recite it, and I will listen. If they don't have a song that matches the poem, what it's about, I will find a song for them. And so I'll just play their poem and then I'll attach a song to it. And that's basically what it's about. I will insert like different things. Sometimes I will highlight a friend's business or um, I'll speak about, you know, the problems of the human ego. You know, I might have a section where I might talk about something like that, but that's basically what the show is about. It's just, really showcasing um, poets, mm -hmm. all different types of poets. Okay, so when the interview is over uh, tonight, we need to actually post a link on this interview and I need the link as well. Okay. Um, to, uh, so that people can, I mean, any links that you, we'll attach any links to this podcast, um, you know, when we send it out and it goes mm -hmm. out so people can just click because that's what people like to do these days. Mm -hmm. They like to click and go and check things out. But um, yeah, Rain knew that I would ask because I actually just, I got two more poetry books out this year. Mm -hmm. I had four out and I've got, and I'm scheduled to get two more out next year. Oh, awesome. Um, okay. So. Well, love to have you on the show. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. I'm really kind of- begging and <laughs> Like I said, I learned from the best, Miss Rain. Bottom left corner of my screen. Um, so oh, what is your 
So do you write poetry as well as songs yourself? No, I don't, I don't, but I do, um, I like it a lot. And just to be able to find a song that matches what a person is writing about has been kind of cool and different. So um, I enjoy the show, you know, just introducing poets from all across the globe. You know, we've had them from India and it's all pre-recorded. Um, obviously, because the time zone is so different for everybody, but yeah. India, South Africa, Egypt, um, London, uh, Dubai, you name it. We've had them from, um, they've submitted poems from all over the world. I, because um, I've had my, I've, the Dr. Kevin show has, uh, my, my, uh, my radio show, my weekly radio show has been on 12, 13 years now. And I've bopped back and forth from having a live show. Because when you originally reached out to me, mm -hmm. it was about being on the Dr. Kevin show. But I thought that this was actually a, a, a better place to put you, though I would love to have you come on to the Dr. Kevin show. I, I'm, I'm booked out into 2021 at this point because I've just been around you know, for a while. Right. But bopped back and forth between doing live. I do live right now. But when I was doing five days a week, when I was doing shows five days a week, it was pre-recorded, and I would I had the luxury of talking to people all over the world because yeah, exactly, you know. Um, so, what what made you do the this connection of poetry, wanting to do poetry and music, which again I think is fabulous. Um, and because they're so close, and in fact, this week I'm struggling with a poem that I wrote, but as I'm writing it, I keep hearing music to it. And so I'm not sure if I'm turning it into a song or I'm leaving it as a poem because I do both. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you? Tell me what you are. Right, right. <laughs> so what made you take that leap? I mean, like, what brought that together for you? I find it fascinating. Um, a couple of things, I guess. Um, being on social media, I would see um, various poems and poets um, and their work pop up. And so, all, so then it was another, a friend of mine, well, someone that I befriended in Jamaica, who was a really good poet. And she was writing some really awesome, powerful stuff. Um, so I guess little things, it just all came together. And then I was talking to the owner of the radio station that wanted it on her station. I had made mention of these poets that I was, um, meeting online and seeing their work. And she said, oh, wow, that's interesting that you say that because I had a, a poetry show that she wasn't able to keep going. You know, she couldn't find a host that could keep it going. And she asked me if I was interested in trying it out and I told her sure. So yeah, just kind of all fell together. I've been doing a, uh, I've, I've done it a few times over the years, but I'm, I'm, I'm in actively doing it right now, which is once a week, I put out a vlog of me reading one of my poems called Poetry Corner. So just one video of me doing one of the poems goes out every week, mm. um, you know, just all, all all over the place. Because God knows, I, I I'll die before I could get through them all. 
<laughs> what's your favorite genre to write in for, as a as a songwriter? Um, I actually don't have um, one favorite um, because you know, like so many different thoughts come to mind, you know, something fun, something serious, something, um, a social message or a humanitarian message. So yeah, I don't, I couldn't really choose one over the other, you know. Okay. Has there ever been a genre that you've gone, I would love to write something in that genre, but I've never quite like had that muse, I've never quite had that inspiration, whatever, um, you know. Yeah, um, there is one that comes to mind, which is um, people that write songs about uh, this man left me and used and abused me. And I don't, I don't, I can't relate to that type of thing. So I can't pull anything from within to write about that because I've just never been in experienced certain relationships where I hear people um, that they're writing about. So yeah, that type of thing, I can't pull anything out. Um, but did you, would you have wanted to? I mean, would you like to have played? I mean, I, I know I, I, I work at trying to write in every different genre I can as, an, as a poet, as a writer, as a songwriter. I mean, just just to stretch, but you know, do, would you would you like to do one of the pathetic, um, you know, oh, wine, feel sorry for me, I'm a victim songs. Right, and and and, and I, I definitely want to say that you know, that all types of um, music is is beautiful, and you know, it's all welcomed, and I find it all wonderful to listen to but just in terms of um yes and i have i can write a song like that but i think sometimes songs like that you can they're even more authentic when you have lived it and it's just not something that i have lived you know where you know i just kept going back to an abuser or you know whatever um people that have you know i, I get it i understand it but he disappeared. <laughs> I'm back. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm laughing because one of the two poetry books that I released this year mm -hmm. is actually called Angst, Drama Queens, and Victimhood, a collection of love poetry. Oh, wow. Which, and, that sounds like the blues, which yeah. is all of the, what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And like, like I said, definitely I can write something about um, like that based on um, just me seeing what other people go through or hear what they go through or, um, you know, sometimes just, I don't know, want to call it common sense, but basically just observing what other people are experiencing. You know, I can write something, but like I said, it's just never something that um, I've experienced to date. Well, and, and hopefully you won't, I mean, you know, I'd hate to, I'd, I'd hate to be doing an interview with you and seeing some kind of bruise on that pretty face of yours because you figured you had to try it out. 
No, no not, not, not that type of song. No, no, we're not, we're not writing that type of song. That's not going to happen. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that you've never had enough blues in your life to be, to write a blues song. I mean, I think that's a great thing. And I like, I, I really like all, all genres, all types of music, um, except for heavy metal, but everything else, um, classical, you know, R&B, country, blues, I can find something in, in all of those genres that I like. Yep. Well, I'm going to pick this up with the blues because, you know, I'm a blues girl. That's, that's my genre. Um, yeah, I've had my share of blues. I haven't had any of the the men and you know run out and come back and all the women and stuff. But I'm a good mimic because I grew up like performing at the Baby Grand on the counter in Harlem while my dad would be partying. So I've seen the you know those people who wrote those songs and I understand them. So I just mimic them very well and I just kind of latched on to the blues because I'm like, what a good way to tell a story and live vicariously through someone else. Exactly. And, you know, when I was, I guess I was about three or four and, and my dad was out with somebody and he said, oh yeah, my daughter sings the blues. And lady's like, well, let me hear you. So I started, I'd rather go blind than see you with someone else. Oh, and she just yes. frowned and yes. she looked at my dad. She goes, why does your, how does your daughter know to sing this with conviction? She's like four. But I was just mimicking what Etta James was feeling and massaging and, and over the years performing, being able to actually deliver it, that people don't know the difference. Because people come up and say, oh my God, I can't believe like you, you had a guy that came home with a shotgun. I'm like, I have never had that happen. Exactly. I, I'm right. That's somebody else's drama I'm singing exactly. about. I'm like, I, I am not Johnny Cash. Yes. And I, I like Johnny Cash. I, I feel you and I understand you completely and I feel the same way. It's like when I have to sing a song that way, the actor comes out of me and I right. can, I'm doing the same thing that you're doing. But for me to actually write that, I mean, I, I, I could, but it wouldn't be coming from something I experienced. Right. So. Right. Perfect. Elmer, did you have your hand up? It's an interesting, nope. <laughs> it's an interesting, uh... <laughs> nice try, Rain. <laughs> um, it was an interesting uh, thing. A long time ago, I heard this uh, this delineation, and it always stayed with me. Is you have actors who can sing and singers who can act, and you can always tell the difference. Mm. That's what one of my directors told me. He said he was like, "You are an actor who performs a song and can sing, but you're not a singer." <laughs> and I'm like, "You're you got that right, baby. I'm not." <laughs> Yeah. but so th that's that kind of thing like that's what I was hearing when that that came in my head when you were talking rain about you know all you did was mimic you just performed the song yep and so and you went in you said you did some acting when you uh fell from the peaches and herb tree um <laughs> <laughs> So, oh dear i patrice i i this is your own fault you called him if you had called me <laughs> what would you have done if she had called you 
I would have warned her, but she went in face first with you. <laughs> hey, don't get between me and somebody I idolize. <laughs> um, what you said you did some acting gigs. Anything that would you were you on anything we would recognize or we would know of, or is it more stage? Yeah, um, it, well. I'm trying to think of how far back because I've I've done more um, in-house productions. Okay. Or yeah, like the talent agent would call me and I would do something for Bristol Meyer, you know, playing the role of a psychiatrist or um, you know a patient or whatever. But the the latest thing that I've done is um, I play the role of a wife in a ten-minute film called Divided Lines. And um, I'm not sure what he, this actor, the director plans on doing with it, but um, I just recently did that. So that was the last thing that popped into my head. And that was a lot of fun because we mainly had to um, be very expressive and it wasn't a lot of um, um, dialogue. It was all just kind of visual. Um, and it was about, uh, African-American and a Caucasian man comparing their lives. And that's why they call it divided lines. The, the difference in um, how they live. So it was a very interesting film and I just, you know, can't wait to, for him to release it. Um, it was fun, it's fun doing it. So more of an independent film? Yes, exactly, exactly, yep. Well, now, Elmer, we should be up to you. You should now have questions, Mr. Independent Filmmaker. Or at least shameless begging or shameless marketing or something shameless. I'm actually trying to find some information on the film. It's not on IMDb, so I was just going to try to Google it and see if there's anything out there but about I just, the film. I just, I just finished it. And um, like I said, um, I'm not really sure what he has planned for it, but he said that he would be releasing it and giving it to me. So I will definitely share it with you guys, you know, when it is um, out. He, um, what's his name? Damon Salim. Um, he was in, um, I can't remember the name of the, some soap opera and um, I can't remember. It was three movies that he was in and he's he just decided to um, explore his uh, directing skills and to start doing some more ind independent films. And I saw an ad, answered it, and he hired me to be, to play the role of his wife. So yeah, I just wanted, you know, start doing some more stuff like that. Acting is so much fun, so much fun. Well, I think that Elmer clearly just needs to find a, a good script about the uh, laughs, loves, and irritations of two sisters of color <laughs> an independent uh, film uh, that 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 Let's struggle with the issue of of bringing their relationship back together because one of them ends up with breast cancer. Let's do it. Then there's that, or he, I can just be a drag queen and still be your sister. I mean, <laughs> however, I'm shamelessly begging. I don't even care what the role is. <laughs> Patrice, I have a question for you. We have Ray, some, I'm sorry. Ray, I, yeah. I say, uh, 
Patrice Rain won't still won't forgive me for I shot my last film here in Maine and it was about drag drag kings and queens and she won't forgive me that she wasn't in it. So Oh why'd you do that? I offered her to come up. She said she couldn't come up until later after we had filmed it. So oh. that's not the way I remember it, but I'll let him have it. That's not the way I ever heard it either. This is the first time I heard you turned it down. I've always Yeah, this is the first time I've heard that too, Dr. Kevin. Well, besides the fact we didn't have any characters for her to play. Ooh. That's okay. I would stand. I'd be a tree. <laughs> a drag queen tree. I think that I shall never see. Oh, sorry. A thing as lovely as a drag queen tree. See, now we're all in the same place. Um, you had a question, Ray. I do. Patrice, I, I have a young lady who actually remembers you she's 14 and she's a musician she had asked me what advice i would give her you know a couple of months ago if you know you're talented and you know you have a gift what do, what do you how do you know what to do with it where do you where do you take it especially since you and i are from the era of you just go live and perform and now people are becoming internet sensations that may or may not have any talent she wants to know what do we think she should do yeah, um, I guess it starts with um, just being true to who she is, what she wants, the, the type of message she wants to deliver, what she has in her spirit, um, you know, to come out um, for everyone else to enjoy. But you're absolutely right. I mean, we live in a different time now and um, the internet, <laughs> especially now, is what is happening for people you know um since our live performances have been taken away right now i would say uh the internet is a good start you know for her to uh record herself record performances whether it's with a, a, a piano player it depends on what type of music she's trying to do i'm not sure um piano player, a little small unit, or singing to tracks or whatever, but just put herself out there um, and let as many people hear her as possible. Um, make connections with people. Um, start thinking about writing songs. You said she's 14? You said she's 14? I think she's 12. Oh, 12. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, and I would just the 12 say, isn't what 12 used to be. Yeah, and just continue to, um, you know, hone her craft, but also I think just to think outside the box, like don't limit yourself and say, okay, I'm just going to sing these songs and just keep putting them out there because there's so many other ways to get involved in this business, you know. Um, she can open herself up for when things change for us off Broadway productions, um, commercial singing commercials for people. So there's just a lot of things that she needs to, um, that she should consider, not just singing, but do it all. You know, why not throw it all out there? Because That's what you, I never, said. you never know what's going yeah. to, you know? And a lot of, um independent filmmakers who can't afford huge licenses for music are always looking for local artists who have a song that they're willing to to uh, allow to be part of a film. So it's more way of getting some exposure. Exactly, exactly. So 
that's definitely what I would tell her. Okay. I, as a matter of fact, she's actually said she's tuned in and out of this, but it's past her bedtime, says her parents. Oh, so she'll watch the recording first. I understand. Can I, can I throw a suggestion in? Yep. Um, you know, you might want to tell her to reach through her natural network and, and see if she could start a little service where she could even make a few bucks where she would sing a favorite song that and, and videotape it for somebody to give to somebody as a birthday or a Christmas gift or as an I love you. There's, there, there's, there is a service for that. I can't remember what it's called. There's a lot of actors that will like, you know, mm -hmm. leave you, do a voice message for you or the singers that will, I can't remember the name of the website, but yes, there is a place she could do that. But she could do it. I mean, and, 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 it would it, it could get a little sketchy if she's charging but if she could just start doing it in her own natural network because you never know who's going to post or share or do something that might do that uh, and um but that's just a suggestion i was throwing out there that 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 would be a way to to access her natural network to at least get her seen in more places because half the game is getting seen as you know, because Herb yeah. came to see you on the stage and said, oh, baby, come be my next peaches. Right, exactly. <laughs> yep, put yourself out there. Put yourself out there as often and as much as you can, you know? Yep. And it is a little different because, you know, it used to be people paid me just to call their friends or family to just sing happy birthday. And now they have all these, you know, this licensure stuff. And I can see Dr. Kevin's uvula as he's joining in the big <laughs> picture. <laughs> but there's all this licensing and, you know, and it does get a little sketchy now because everybody has, you know, they own, they have ownership of, you know, their sample or their track or the family comes forward. So um, I will tell her that too, but I told, you know, I said, just stay away from songs. Like all you need is one happy birthday to go too far because companies have been fined singing happy birthday. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's such a simple song. And if she write, if she writes or has someone to write for her, she can even submit um, her stuff to, there's a whole bunch of independent radio stations online that will play your music, you know, indie artist music. So that might be exciting for mm. her as well to just even put, get put her stuff out there and hear her songs on um, online being played. So I'll but, let her know that. Dr. Yeah. Kevin, I know you always take us home in the last four minutes. So go do what you do. Me bring you home. Oh, well, I was just reading some of the comments. One of the one of our people, Terry, said, uh, you guys are killing me. And I said, don't worry, we'll raise you from the dead. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, oh, boy. From a musical or creative or talented professional standpoint, what's next on your bucket list? What do you want to do next? If I could wave a magic wand um a couple of things uh do i get a couple or just one <laughs> i'm in a generous mood i'll wave it twice go ahead okay i get i can i can get three <laughs> she's starting okay. to push it 
Okay, <laughs> I suppose. Okay. Um, to have a major cameo appearance as an actress in a movie, in a blockbuster movie, playing the role of a uh, crazy person, demented, um, schizophrenic, that would be so much fun. Because you have to stretch doing something like that. And for some of us, it's not a much of a stretch. So <laughs> I won't say I won't say who on the show, but <laughs> and um, so that would be one my little cameo appearance. And if it, if I can't do that, then I will have a cameo as like singing. You know how they put the spotlight on you when you're in a uh, like a bar scene or something like that in a movie. That would be hot. Um, and opening for a major recording artist, that would be fun. Like wherever, Paris, Italy, London, somewhere. Like, ladies and gentlemen, opening the show, Patrice! We got love! Exactly. Okay, so I just wanna tell you I have two size wands, and those wishes only brought out my little wand. I've got a big wand when you say, I want to have somebody be the opening act for me as I have filled the stage. No, but, but you know that's- Patrice, Patrice, go No, that's really interesting that you say that, but to be completely honest, I'm like, I'm not looking for a record deal, I would, I would be just fine getting my paycheck to open for a major recording artist and go home. <laughs> All the rest of the stuff that comes with being um, signed to a label and being, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I don't want any of that. I just so want to continue having the fun that I have, making cameo appearances, writing songs, uh, like I said, my little spotlights in a movie, you know, some blockbuster, doing some acting, being a supporting actor. I don't, I'm good with all of that. We've got less than a minute. So Rain, tell us next week's guest. We have Angela Avery, writer. You think you were up late, Patrice. She's in the UK. So that ought to be fun for her next uh, two weeks, which is like tomorrow for us, right? Yeah, right. Where are you, Patricia? <laughs>